Welcome to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show where we talk about HVAC business ownership and financial freedom by sharing stories and advice of experts who can help you get there. Now your host, John Victoria. Good morning and happy afternoon wherever you're at. This is John Victoria, the host of the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show where we talk about HVAC business ownership as well as financial freedom. So today I am joined by Dave Tester. Incredibly, incredibly excited for today's talk. You know, I have to brag on Dave just a little bit right now, um, have his, his bio and incredible, incredible background and history of what he's been able to accomplish and really excited for what he's going to be sharing with you today. But if you aren't familiar with Dave, uh, so Dave comes from a long and highly acclaimed career in sports journalism. He's worked for some of the biggest uh, news broadcasting stations, Fox TV Sports, ESPN, CNN, ABC, and CBS. And what he's done is he's been able to take his very bold and encouraging communication style to become a very sought after trainer, coach, consultant, and public speaker. And so he's worked along a, a number of business leaders across the United States and has turned a number of businesses from struggling to success and market leaders. He is the author of Dialing Strangers, as well as Fearless Communication, two books on uh, outbound as well as inbound sales. And just there's so much more, but he's just an incredible individual and very excited to share with you his thoughts for today. So welcome to the show, Dave. <laughs> I had to put a couple of props up. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm very humbled by that. Uh, but John, I'm humbled to be on your show and and uh, looking forward today to sharing some ideas. And we always have a motto in our company. It, we, we say, if you're better off after you met with us than before we added value. So that's our hope today is we add value to all of your listeners and viewers. Thank you, Dave. And I, I share a very similar philosophy. Just, you know, what is that one or two things that someone can take away and potentially change their business, change their life. So um, just to give the listeners a bit of a context as to your background, um, I mean, you're a completely different field prior to, or not completely different field, but you're in radio broadcast prior to starting up at John Carson. So um, I'm just curious if you could just share your story about how you got started, that history, and um, uh, maybe some things you learned along the way. Sure. I love to tell the story because I was in sixth grade and I went to uh uh, a fair rodeo with my grandfather and he had this great big cowboy hat and he was larger than life to me my grandfather was and he was a farmer and we still have the family farm in Montana however he really was more of a cowboy than he was a farmer and he loved rodeos he loved horse shows and because I was his oldest grandson I think at the time I was his only grandson I got to hang out with him and I probably wasn't old enough to be on the microphone then, but uh, I always wanted to. And I can remember looking up at him and he had that microphone and the glorious voice. And I can remember saying, can I talk? Can I talk? Of course, John, I had no idea what I would say. Uh, think about it. Sixth grade and I want to uh, talk on a microphone at a rodeo. However, um, eventually, as the story goes and it gets larger each time I tell the story, but mother nature, or he had to go to the restroom and he handed me the microphone. And I remember I went, hello. And I was hooked on broadcasting. Um, uh, it was fun because as we were preparing for the show, you had asked a little bit about my background and I thought, well, we might be able to share it. 
So I do some work on uh, satellite radio and the folks at uh, uh, the National Finals Rodeo and uh, Rural Radio, RFD, uh, TV and radio occasionally let me do some broadcasts. So just for fun, I pulled a couple of audio clips. So uh, this is what it sounds like now. It went from hello to this, and maybe I should have uh, stopped at hello, but this is what it sounds like when we're on the air. Rusty's number one in the world, 16 victories just this year. He's the son of Cody Wright, $84,000 to his credit. Currently, he's third in the national finals, $284,000 to his credit. Rusty Wright with a 79 and a half. Rusty has Hell's Fire. We're going to send him out of the right now heating and air conditioning on the far side of the chute. Right-handed horse. Open the gate and walk him back. Big Sorrow Mare. Four white stockings. Kicks towards the front of the arena. Now over to the side. Rusty Wright showing why he's the top guy. He just gave a fan a high five. <laughs> oh, my word. They went over to the fence. He gave a fan a high five. So it's kind of fun to be able to take uh, something that uh, uh, used to be a full-time craft of mine. Uh, that's what I did, John, and I, I got involved in broadcasting, and eventually I worked my way to that. And uh, as happens to all of us, we find ourselves as accidental salespeople. I don't know about you, John, but when I was mm -hmm. growing up, I didn't go, I can't wait to call strangers and ask them for money. <laughs> can't wait to do that and uh because my parents told me don't talk to strangers and certainly don't ask them for money and and don't ask them if they want to tune up on their furnace or don't ask them if they uh, have an on-demand call or something like that uh i found one more because uh i share this with you john my la my last claim to fame is uh, i am a heisman trophy voter so mm. i I still manage to keep that. And, and somebody says, well, how'd you get that? Well, I, I said, just because I'm old, but uh, in my state, a handful, we have seven Heisman Trophy voters. But this is what, what Heisman football sounds like. Enders takes the snap. They are going for two. This, my friend, for he the win. It. He got it. He got it. Enderley throws it into the end So now you probably wonder, how did that transition into sales? Well, I became an accidental salesperson. And I was told, smile and dial. Dave, you've got a great personality. Everybody knows you, and it's going to be easy. And uh, it certainly was not. And as most of us in sales, uh, we didn't get any training. We got a lot of war story training. It would be, you know, John, back when I was in the business, this is what we did, and just make a lot of calls. And... So I thought, how could I take what I do as a broadcaster and use that into coaching and training on the telephone? And uh, it, it is a, as a talk show host and, and doing television and thinking on your feet and those type of things, I managed to, to create a program. And as you shared, and I'm going to put it on the screen, but I want to make sure I promised John all you, all of his listeners would uh, we would provide this. And the book is called Dialing Strangers. I'm showing it on the video screen, but it's called Overcoming Your Hangups and Producing Cold Calls That Sell. And basically, John, and I'm sure you've got a link somewhere, but we'll put my website. It's godavetester.com. And if you click on there and you, uh, it's called Connect, and just let the folks know. You listen to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast podcast and you want the audio version of the book, we will give that to you as value added. So I, I just want to give that to all your listeners. Thank you. 
And it it shares the story of my first cold call. And John, my first cold call was in sixth grade. Can you imagine that? Wow. (laughs) What are you calling about? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was to a girl. Her name was Chanel. And I asked her out to the, imagine this, the fair. (laughs) And and I was scared to death. (laughs) And the irony of that was when she answered the phone, she said, hello, I hung up. I was that scared. (laughs) Now fast forward to my first cold call in sales, which that was... And the first thing that came to my mind was Chanel and not Chanel number five either. It, uh, it, all those things came back and that's our fear is rejection. And, um, so that's kind of what we try to do. And, and in particular in the HVAC system, I'm, I'm blessed to uh, consult one of the largest heating cooling companies in the Western United States and, uh, what they do and the things that we've discovered and we've worked together and by no means do I take credit for a company that's doing roughly three, $4 million a month. Um, but I feel like I'm a part of it and this particular season and John, it depends on where you're at, but it's referred to as shoulder season. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure why yeah. we call it shoulder season. If we got to shoulder the burden or uh, those type of things, but you know, it's not demand season. So it's not 29 degrees. And I would say anything below 29, anything above 92, 93 degrees. And kind of the concept behind that is if we get a week's worth of really hot weather and we're putting a strain on the AC, or if we get a week's worth of cold weather and we're putting strain on the HVAC system, we don't have to be very good at what we do. We just need to answer the phone. But what do we do those other six months? And that's kind of you know how you and I connected and went from there is uh, those type of things. And and uh, so that's kind of how I got from here. And John, as you'll discover, uh, you can ask me what time it is, and I'll build a watch. So I do a pretty good job. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it, love it. And uh, and yeah, just for anyone uh, who's interested, so me and Dave first connected. Uh, it was on a it was on a webinar for for Giftology. Um, it's just the the art of gift giving as a strategy um, versus like your your typical sales strategy. So um, yeah, super super interesting how how the world comes together. But um, yeah, just I guess just to hop into things. So um, you know, I I want to just better understand uh, your process when you're working with a company. Um, for example, like I, I shared with you a post earlier this morning of someone who had no idea what outbound calling was. And so yeah. that's one place that someone could start. True. But then like what you've also spoken to is you've worked with companies that already have pre-establishing teams. And so I'm curious if you could speak to those two scenarios, like how you would work together with these people in order to set up, whether it's an inbound or outbound sales so that you know, regardless of whether it's shoulder season or busy season, they're really making the most out of um, their sales. Well, and and John, great questions. And I, I love the post that you shared uh, today. I thought it was uh, so great. And the post reads this. Saw a post about phone not ringing. A lot of people saying, outbound? What is that? And we certainly need to give uh, Tia credit for that outbound post because if you are not in a position where you're generating sales, you will not be in business very long. And it's not only about the phone ringing, but it's outbound calls. What are you doing while you're waiting for calls? And I always say, who is a prospect? So these are things you have to look at. Well, basically 
anybody, and, and it depends on what your niche is, but who is a prospect? Anybody that has a house. So I guess we could say maybe they have solar heating and cooling, but we, we got to believe at some point, at least for right now, who's a prospect? Who's a possibility? It's anybody that we come in contact with. Who's a probability? Anybody that agrees to an appointment. And then we move that into a client. What does that look like? So in the shoulder season, at least this time, when we say outbound calling, this is when we should be reaching into our database and calling our current customers and thanking them for their business. So it sounds something like this. I'd call John. I'd say, hey, John, thank you for the business. You and I haven't talked. Oh, it's been almost two years. I remember I came out to your home. Uh, we put that new motor in or we put the new system, whatever it might be. Uh, I've got an opening today for a tune-up. That might not be a bad idea. And then I scheduled a tune-up. Now, I'm not, going, I'm not really concerned about how much the tune-up costs because I know myself it costs me money. In some cases, it costs me, and I'm talking about as the business owner, $350 to go do a tune-up. So some people are trying to make the math work on that. Let me let you know ahead of time, the math doesn't work. I can't charge $351 for a tune-up and make any kind of business. So I look to myself and I say, I can charge, and, and John, I've gone through the research on this, and I can charge anywhere from $112 to $49. And I've tried all of them and they all work. Uh, the owner of the company, when I said, I think I can do it for 200, he goes, just stop, Dave. We just want to get out there. So once you get in, the concept is now you get to look at the water heater, the water softener, and depending on what, what you said, but it's an invitation into coming in. So that would be the concept on that. So if you have CSRs, customer service relationships, or whatever you want to refer to it, I like to refer to my people on the phone as the directors of first impressions. Mm. They talk to 99% of your customers and your prospects, yet they get 1% of the training. So you can have the best trucks, the best wrenches, the best tools in the world and lose them at hello. However, you can have marginal equipment, marginal techs, all of the stuff that goes along with it. However, if you have great service on the phone, because you don't fix machines, you fix people, you'll be very successful. And a lot of times we get that confused. And John, you know it better than any. I'm going to have the biggest, brightest, nicest truck. And then I answer the phone and I get, yeah, hello. <laughs> that, that's not going to work for me. But you could have a dirty <laughs> truck and I could say, it's a great day at the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast. How may I help you? And it's going to change the whole dynamics. And we like to say you had me at hello. So that's kind of the concept on the outbound call. And John, you probably have some questions and I actually have an example of an outbound call, but I'm going to turn it over to you just as the verbal mortar of the bricks of knowledge, I guess it is. And I don't know if you want to dig in deeper on the outbound call, but where do you want to go? I mean, that's everything you just shared is absolutely amazing. And I, I mean, I loved what you said that yeah, regardless of how good someone is or whether they have the best trucks or the best tools or the best people, it's that first person that speaks to the potential customer. And that can determine whether or not, you know, they actually end up working together. And I also love your philosophy shift of, okay, we're not trying to make money on this tune-up. What we're trying to do, you know, there's two things, right? One is to continue to develop that relationship, but two, also to be in a customer's home. 
so that we can see if there's other opportunities for consult and really helping find solutions for them. Um, so I guess maybe one one place that I want to dig deeper into is, you know, let's say that we take this person that we saw today on the Facebook post where they have no idea about outbound, but they want to start doing it. Um, so you mentioned already about the database reactivation. So reaching out to past customers. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that they could do to just begin to get the wheels turning when it comes to their outbound? Well, I always liked it. I always say before you make a cold call um, and, a number of people say, well, we don't make cold calls. Okay, after 30 days, they've forgotten who you are anyway. So you, you can call it any kind of call you want. But I think that's the easiest way. We coach, um, and I and I call it a five-star Google review, but I call it, again, director of first impressions. I like to follow up with the tech. As soon as the tech comes, leaves the job, I'm going to make a call. So, uh John, we could do a quick role play here, um, and, and this is this would be the first part. So if you say, how do we start on this easy? Because the first thing your CSRs are going to do is nobody likes to make a cold call. Look, I make roughly 80 to 90 phone calls a day. Now, it doesn't bother me, but when, I, I'm letting you know that it's not like when somebody gets mad at me that it doesn't, my head doesn't get full of trash. But in those 90 calls a day or 80 calls or 70 or 30, whatever the number wants to be, very seldom does somebody get upset at me. Very seldom, maybe once a month. However, all it takes is one, and then we say people don't like that. But, John, in this case, we were just in your home, and I want you to act as if you had a good experience with us. All right? So we'll do the ring, ring, and hello, and go from there. And, again, I'm following a script. And on the script, so if you are taking notes, and again, uh, I'll, I'll give you access to this as well. My mission is to give it to you. So if you say, Dave, do I have to pay for that? Well, today, because you follow John, this is the value he offers that we're going to give it to you. So I just put my hand up, and if you can't see my hand, that's okay. It's got four fingers and a thumb. So remember, <laughs> remember five things. So the first thing I want to do is say, John, thank you for your business. Thank you. So the first part of the script is I'm calling to say thank you. I'm going to say, what did you like best? Uh, when he tells me, I'm going to say, tell me more. All right. Then I'm going to ask him the question, is there anything I could do better? And I'm always listening because good is the enemy of great. And then I'm going to ask the question, some version of, sounds like you would be willing to recommend us. And you're going to say yes. So I'm going to ask for your email or hopefully Gmail address. And I have a technique for this. Um, so I'm going to get your Gmail. And then the last thing I'm going to say, well, John, sounds like uh, you liked us enough. Who do you know that I should know? Do you have any friends or family members that want to take advantage of the $49 tune-up? I would put it in your name as a gift from you. So those are the, so I'm letting you know, I'm not just winging this. There's a script. So here we go, John, let's give it a shot. It's my airplane pilot said on the way to our show today, hold on, I'm going to try something. So here we go. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to try something. Ring, ring. Hello. This is John Tour speaking. Hey John, it's me, Dave. I catch you at a bad time. Uh, a tech just left. Uh, I, I should be good. I should be free for the moment. Oh, okay. Now when you said a tech, I work at the HVAC Financial Freedom HVAC company, and I'm calling to say thank you. And Steve uh, obviously just left your house, but I'm calling to say thank you and let you know we appreciate you that you picked the guys in the pink trucks. 
Well, I'm so surprised you called me so quickly, but Steve was absolutely amazing. Very polite, respectful. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, when you say absolutely amazing, polite and respectful, tell me more. Yeah. So um, he was very he was on time. Um, Steve came in, uh, he came on time, introduced himself and um, yeah, he came right in. He showed us like what need to get fixed up and he fixed it up. It was, it was all done within an hour. So typically I, I'm in the dark about when a tech is coming. So this was amazing. Just having them on time and just everything was just streamlined. Did you feel valued and respected in the process? I did. I did. Outstanding. Uh, anything we could have done better for you, John? Honestly, nothing. Um, I mean, really nothing. It was, it was amazing. Uh, maybe a better price. <laughs> always, always love the discount, but no, I, I thought it was great. <laughs> now we'll jump out of the role play. I can handle this any way I want. Okay. So when I hear better price, uh, I, I, I may just play back and this is called zero technique. I'd say better price or he said a discount. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a handful of, uh, of Applebee cards. They're $10 Applebee cards, and they've been the greatest game changer in the business. Somebody says, how do you change the game? I say, go down and invest in $200 worth of $10 Applebee's gift cards. Um, and by the way, I have no tie to Applebee's at all. Uh, they probably charge me double, okay? <laughs> but I could do that. So um, uh, in this particular case... I use what I call zero technique. I don't acknowledge what I'm saying is I go, oh, yeah, things are really expensive. Or have you seen gas prices? I don't reinforce that. I always think to myself, what? Notice how I use the word what, not why. Why puts us in a defensive position? What allows us to share? So I might say, John, what has you saying that? Um, Great question. I, you know, I've. For me, I, I always love to look for a good deal. So I think that's just, you know, my upbringing, you know, so I think that'd be about it. <laughs> so that, that's okay to ask that. And I'll, and I don't need to go any further than that. <clears throat> uh, I could also, in this case, go ahead and, and do the same thing you did before when I said anything we could have done better and go ahead and, and play back what you said earlier, John, anything we could have done better. I'm, honestly, I just could have been the price that that's about it, but you know, had a great experience literally just maybe the price would be it the price yeah the the price just uh just the amount that it took uh for someone to to come in and and get everything fixed up okay so notice how he said a different thing there he said the amount for someone to come in we're listening but we want to find out because good's the enemy of great and sometimes that's all we're taught is the price but i want to hear if there's more in that in this particular case you heard what john said that's the way i was brought up well, John, I was brought the same, brought up the same way, and I want to put you in a position. Now, this goes back to personality styles, but I know you're a little bit dominant. You're an influencer, so you want to win. You don't want anybody taking advantage of you, but you also want to be loved. So that's important for you as I go into the home, or in this case, remember, I'm on the telephone. We've never met before. Well, John, I want to put you in a position so you win and you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. All of our technicians spend a hundred hours of training. They train each week. They carry $30,000 worth of equipment with them. So they never have to leave. And by the way, I have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not satisfied, I will refund the $49.
And just for being a customer today, John, would it be okay if I buy you lunch? That would be amazing. <laughs> okay. So do you see how I've shifted that? There wasn't any real, but notice how I said, you're going to win. You're not being taken advantage of. And in my mind, the tech didn't build enough value, but I'm not, I'm not here to throw the tech under the bus. My job is to protect the tech and I can also get your address um, so that I can, I already have your address, but I'm going to go ahead and send you that gift card. Uh, John, real quick, it sounds like you'd be willing to refer and recommend us. Yeah, I had a great experience. Steve was awesome. I'd, I'd be happy to refer. How we recognize Steve out in the field is with a thumbs up. Would it be okay if I sent you a quick link and had you click on there and give him a five-star review? Yeah, we'd love that. All right. Again, a technique to get John's email address. Now, notice this is not his email but this is a technique I use. John, real quick, remind me of your email. It's john at gmail.com. Uh, that's right. And yep. remember, that's not your email. So you go ahead <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> want to share because that's the technique. And people go, no, 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 it's not John. So John, and, and you can make up one if you don't want to give it out on the air. But I'll, <laughs> real quick, remind me of your email. It's john at gmail.com. No, it's actually john123 at gmail.com. All right. I'll send you that link. And if you can click on it, it'd be great. We want to give Steve a thumbs up. Sounds like you'd be willing to tell others about us. Yeah, I had a great experience and you guys are buying me uh, some lunch too. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you the $10 gift card from Applebee's. Uh, John, real quick, who do you know that I should know? Do you have any friends or family members that would want to take advantage of the $49 tune-up? Yeah, actually, uh, I was speaking to my parents and uh, they have some issues with their with their AC. So, yeah, I, I have some people that, that I have in mind that could be um, would love a tune up. All right. And John, remind me of your parents name. It is G-G-I-E and Narciso. Those two. OK, real quick. Gene sells 703. Now notice how I lead with the area code 703. Now they may not live in the same town but I get the cell. So I still have to follow up by the way, there's the five things that I went through. I've got a testimonial because I record all my calls. Steve was great. He did a B and C. I also dealt with a price issue, which really wasn't an issue. Instead, I flipped it around and John's thrilled because remember what he said, you're buying me lunch, $10 at Applebee's by the way, a five-star Google review. What's it worth? It's priceless. Because one one-star review takes 55 stars to move down to the bottom of the heap. So you can't put a price on that. And I also got a refer and recommendation. So if you're saying, hey, we're just starting out in this call out, there's the best thing you can do is follow up on your visits that you're already making. And follow, I mean, that's outstanding. If the tech was still in your house, I really did a good job. I'd like to get it right after they leave so you're dazzled and delighted. Now, some people say, well, what if they had a bad experience? Well, wouldn't you rather me know about it right then and there than on Google? Yes. So there's the mission. And I can, I can send somebody back out. I can have a manager talk to you. But I'm always listening for what's not being said. So there's where we'd start with. In the words of Dave Ramsey, it'd be baby steps. So mm -hmm. the baby step is uh, we call it a happy check. And I'm basically calling all of my customers, whether I have one customer a day or 50 or 100, depending on how it works, I'm going to call them all with my mission of uh, getting a five-star Google review, re uh, referral and recommendation, testimonial, do I need to fix anything, and leave my customer with a great feel. 
That's my mission. I love that. And just to recap for everybody who is on the podcast, five things. It's the thank you. You know, what did you like best? Tell me more. Anything we could do better. Sounds like you'd be willing to recommend. And who do you know that I should know? Yeah. Get that, get that darn five-star Google in there. And then you move to the outbound call. And the outbound call is, is basically a current customer. So in this particular case, I can't remember if this was, you'll hear the words, uh, and again, I, I have no ties to them, but this is a Home Depot. And what I mean by that is you say, well, he's getting money for this. No, I pay the same price as you do. Um, I wish I could get a discount on gas because, I mean, I'd, I'd drop all of it, you know. Uh, I The other day I had I got a tank of gas and I had to bring a co-signer with me. So uh, I had to work some humor into it. So this would be an outbound call. This is somebody that we worked on a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a large database, but you can hear what the call sounds like. Sometimes we do role plays and go, well, that's role plays. So let me grab a live call. And you can hear in this particular case, what does it sound like when you're making an outbound? And remember, this customer knows me, I think, either through Home Depot or this particular company right now, Heating and Air. Hello. Jimmy, is that you? Uh, yes, uh-huh. Hey, Jimmy, it's me, Dave. I catch you at a bad time. Nope. Hey, I'm the director of first impressions over at Home Depot and right now Heating and Air. And I was just checking in to make sure your system is keeping you cool and comfortable. Uh, so far, so good. Okay. Hey, Jimmy, yeah. we've had a, I think we came out there oh, a couple of years ago. I think it was in uh, about two years ago right now. And I just had a couple of slots open up on Thursday and Friday for a tune-up. And I uh, I can do those for $49. And I wasn't sure if you wanted us to come out and uh, just check your system out, uh, A to Z, and uh, see how it's working. Oh, you said uh, for every three years or just a uh... They just come out, they go through your system, you ask them some questions, they ask you some questions, and kind of like my car, I got it tuned up this week, and, uh, you know, uh, it just keeps the life of it a little better. So, Jimmy, would you be available on Thursday or Friday? What would work best for you? Uh, let's see. How about Friday then? Okay, so that is, wow. that's a feel for what it is. Friday, uh, book the appointment and go from there. Now, obviously... You know, in, in, in this particular case, John, I'm not going to play a call where a guy hung up on me. So I'm letting you know that we're, we're only going to play the best calls. That's the advantage. Of course. You know, when, I, when I play the highlights for you, I'm going to play my best stuff. But that being said, I, I believe that each person that calls out should be able to book between five. I always have a goal of four and five tune-ups a day. Now, the people that I really work on all the time, they're doing 10 and 11 tune-ups a day. Now, remember, you know, this is a company that's going to have 110 trucks, something along that lines. But let me ask the question, how would it change your business if you knew you had three tune-ups today or if you knew you had five tune-ups, whatever that is? And remember, you can always move those tune-ups. You can adjust those. So if all of a sudden it becomes 28 degrees or 101 degrees, I can call and move those tune-ups to uh, for on-demand calls. Mm. Those are ones that I have along that line. So it it allows you to keep your techs busy. So in the shoulder season, you don't have to lay anybody off. You keep them busy, and they're able to look at it. Now, I can also, not today, and that's not what we're going to touch, but you also have to train your techs because if they just go in and do a wipe-down tune-up and leave and go, oh, I did my tune-up, where's my $49 and whatever you're paying them per hour, 
you'll lose roughly $300 per call. And you'll only have to do this for a month because you'll be out of business. Mm -hmm. That's not the mission. You want to be able to take pictures. You want to do uh, repair versus replace how you can save money because uh, 99% of us on this call and, and watching today know that about 70 to 75% of our utility bill is HVAC in our water heater. So, uh, but our customers don't have any idea. They think it's TV and the light. Hey, turn the lights off. Look, you can leave all the lights on in your house. That HVAC system and that hot water tank, turn that off and watch your bill go down. So you're able to, to use that as a foot in the door. And then if you do other things, reverse osmosis for the wash machine, windows, plumbing, anything like that, that that's a foot in the door. And it only cost you $300. And when I say it only cost you $300, do you know what it costs for a lead? I know it costs roughly $389 to make your phone ring. That's just to make it ring. That doesn't count everything else. But that would be my advice. And what are we in March, April, May in that area? This is the time to start those outbound calls because hopefully in June, July, August, you're going to pick up, but then you'll do the same thing again, September, October, and going into November. I love it. Thank you, Dave. That's, that's really good advice. And just for some of the newer businesses, just some of those things you mentioned about um, what you can do if you're just starting off as well as some of those lead costs information, that's, that'll be key just to be able to baseline what you're doing with your sales and your marketing. Awesome. So, we are nearing the hour and I know that you are a very busy man. So um, maybe just to wrap things up, I just, uh, as we move to a close, um, if someone wanted to work together with you, like how, how would they get in contact with you? What, what could that look like? John, I appreciate that. Um, first and foremost, I, I want to make sure that, that, and I'm talking to you as the listener now or the viewer that uh, John's providing a service for you that hopefully you're taking advantage of. Because as you watch this, you're in the top, probably the top seven percentile in the, in the country. And wh what I mean by that is your competitors are complaining about gas prices and uh, supply chains. You're saying, hey, how can, I, how can I embrace this? I'm going to listen to John's podcast. I'm going to watch his videos. So I appreciate the fact that you're a true learner because you're a true learner, as I've told you. Uh, go to godavetester.com, godavetester.com, and just click on the connect button. And I told you I would give you the dialing strangers, and I'm getting a couple of texts now. They said, well, Dave, if you're teaching inbound calls, you need to give them your other book too, Fearless Communicate. You like how I disappear when I put that up on the <laughs> You can't host the TV. <laughs> this should be an October show. You're getting sleepy. You're getting sleepy. Um, and just click on there and reach out for the book. Now, do I want something in return? Yes. I, I want your email and your phone number. I'm letting you know. Are you going to market me and spam me? No. I'm probably reach out to you and touch base. If you're interested, and I hate to even call it a consultation call because that's not really the case, you may just say, hey, Dave, how do I put this stuff together? Would you be willing to help me out? Absolutely. Hey, Dave, would it make sense for us to invite you into our shop and have you take a look at our call center? Absolutely. Uh, would it make sense for you to do live training, recorded training? How do you put that together? And that's the beginning stage. So we won't make it real difficult. GoDaveTester.com. Um, and I think my phone number, my email, everything's in there. I mean, obviously, if I work on the phone, I should be offering my phone number, my email, text along that lines. And I'll probably do the same thing as we're doing. Spend a half an hour with you. I'll probably ask you some questions like pain 
budget decision. You'll ask me some questions. Do you have to come out here? Can we do it virtually? Does it make more sense to do it in person? Uh, do I record my calls? And then we determine the next step. And that could be, Dave, I appreciate being on your newsletter list. Thank you for the audio. If I ever need anything, I'll call you. Or it could be a 911. Dave, we're not booking tune-ups. We're not closing when people call on the phone. Dave, we're not cash flowing. Dave, I'm concerned about this summer. Then I will pick up the phone and book an appointment to come out and see you. Love it. And before we wrap up as well, we did get a question from someone in the audience. This is from Vincent Rudy. Hi, and Dad. He is <laughs> I'm just teasing you, Vince. <laughs> so he's... He's asking, uh, how are you able to offer $49 tune-ups when even a close proximity service call is two to three hours? Yeah, well, I, you know, again, um, it depends on how you look at it. So here's how I look at it. It is a lead opportunity. Now, I want to let you know, and is it Vincent? Is that right? Was Vincent? Yeah, the Vincent. Yeah. Vincent, great question. I appreciate you asking that. I'm not going out and doing three-year-old furnaces. I want to make sure that it's 10 plus. So that's also what I'm looking at. So let's pretend it's a three-year-old furnace. Okay, I'll probably book that a month or two months out, whatever that might be. But if it's 10 or 11 years old, and again, make sure you know, I'm not sending a technician out there. I'm sending a salesperson. Am I going to tune it up? Absolutely. But they're also going to have a consultation. Back to what you said. Typically, I could charge anywhere between $250 to $500 for the service that I do. Okay, I'm, I'm letting you know that. So you're like, man, that seems like a lot of money. How much am I charging to do a consultation or to provide the book or my newsletter? I'm not charging anything because I believe the lead or the opportunity is worth that. So Vincent, as you said, if you have to drive three hours and it's a two-year-old warranty work, don't do it. Pass on that. However, if it's 12 years old or 15 years old, you go with them and show them how to sell the job. So that's how I would put that in position. And John, Vincent may have came on a little late. Look, we know it costs $350 to do that. But if your average sale is between $12,000 and $15,000 for a new system, the math adds up on that. Mm -hmm. Hope I did okay, Vincent. Vincent, by the way, if you, um, if you will click on godavetester.com. I'll actually send you the hard copy. So you'll get the audio and the hard copy and I'll write, Vincent, my only viewer and listener. Vincent. <laughs> Vincent, good guy. appreciate the question. Awesome. Thank you, Vince, for the question. So that should about wrap up for the day. Uh, we are a little bit over the hours. So just want to say again, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dave. Um, there's so much value that you packed in today and everyone who's seeing this uh, or hearing this live or the people that are on the replay, they're going to you know, love what you have to share. So um, thanks so much. Any, any parting words before we uh, close up for the day? Sure. I'll always say that uh, training, and that's kind of what this was, training without implementation is entertainment. Hey, that was really funny what he said to Vincent. But if you'll take one of these steps that we had today, and even if it's to call and ask for five-star Google reviews, or even if it's to say price was too high, zero technique, you'll be educated. So my parting word is take action, be educated. And if we added value today, tell everybody. If we didn't, and there's anything we can do better, tell me, and you know how to get a hold of me. Thanks, John.
No problem. And just to echo again, this is not entertainment. This is not for you to just sit here, lounge back and, you know, eat some popcorn. This is for you to change your business. So again, thanks so much, Dave. Uh, thank you everyone for being on the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, and we will catch you on our next one. All right. Take care, everyone. Welcome to the HVAC Financial Freedom Podcast, a show where we talk about HVAC business ownership and financial freedom by sharing stories and advice of experts who can help you get there. Now your host, John Victoria.